0: welcome to the cosmic collective podcast i'm your host and psychic medium mads and in this community we talk about all things spiritual awakening higher consciousness and unlocking the path back to your soul welcome to the collective Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited. I have such an incredible guest here today. You guys are going to lose your minds. We are speaking with Emily, the medium, Emily Green. Say hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so happy to be here. Oh my God. Literally such a pleasure. You are an expert in a field I am so freaking interested in. and. (laughs) You guys, if you don't know Emily, she is a spirit babies expert. Is that right, Emily? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. That's a great. I like that. I like that. Spirit yes, babies. all things spirit babies. Um, I like your your slogan. It's um the souls of your children, past, present, and future. I love mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I had to find a way to
1: describe it because, like you, I'm really you know when cuz when i first started doing spirit baby work i'm sure we'll talk about it but um i had no idea that it was a thing like i i didn't know that there were other people who were doing this and talking about it like not that i was so you know, I didn't think like I discovered this and I'm the only one who could, but I just wasn't aware that this was even a thing that other intuitives or mediums or whoever psychics were doing.
0: Right. And so,
1: so I I was, you know, had been doing it for a while before I actually started to discover that other people actually did this too. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, you know, kind of feeling the frequency of the, of the way that I was interacting with these souls and then how I heard other people talking about it. And I kind of felt like there wasn't that, multi-dimensional aspect, right? Where it's kind of like, these are not just children. They are also just like these are souls. These are, these are energies. And, you know, they're energies who have maybe been incarnated with your family before. Maybe they're like currently, like we can telepathically talk to them while like, they're in utero. Most people are like, what? I can talk to my baby when they're I'm like, yes. It's so super easy. And then you can also, you know, talk to to future incarnations of future children. And so it was just sort of like I felt like that was a good way to just sort of kind of hit at what I wanted to hit at which is th- this is like kind of a multi-dimensional topic in a way
0: you know what I mean I totally get it I have that same experience in my own field of like okay but there's so much more to everything it's not just like it happened or it's going to happen or it's happened like we have to be all-encompassing with the experience of souls because I mean we yes. were here before we came here and um you know I have the the memory of I know what was going, like, I have my memories from before I came to earth in this body and it's, and a couple other lifetimes, I remember going into them. So it's very real. And I think so comforting too, for, for moms and dads who are getting ready to welcome babies or people who like me are just like, really can't wait to be moms one day. and want to be like, Hey, what's up? Hello. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Completely. And, and that's
1: just it. It's like, no matter how far out, you feel you are from that process, you know, if even if like, you're, you know, you're like, I'm still a good 10 years out from even thinking about having children. And I'm like, fine, that's perfectly fine. But you can start, you know, really creating a relationship with the soul of this, of this soul who's joining your family. And what kind of energy are they bringing down? What sort of mm-hmm. signature are they, you know, what kind of energy signature do they have? Like, you know, getting to know the energies that are eventually going to enter your family is such a a beautiful thing. And it, yeah, it's just one of my favorite things to teach people how to do. Um, so, and I found the same thing too, just going back to our other point, I found the same thing with mediumship as well. When I was doing strictly mediumship before I got into spirit baby work was um, I found that, you know, my whole thing was that, yes, we're talking to a soul who has just left a physical incarnation where, you know, all of the things that they did in that physical incarnation and the person that they were and the identity that they had. But then I'm also like, But they've, you know, they've technically shed all of that now, you know, and so they've technically shed all of that now they've left that physical incarnation. And so one of the things that I always like to hit in mediumship, too, is like, what is the soul up to now? Like, what are they doing? You know, like, what, what are they up to? What are they preparing for? What are they, you know, that that was something that always interested me. So I'm interested always in like the You know, the full spectrum of uh, because I find that sometimes we do that with spiritual concepts as we sort of oversimplify them as a way to have have people understand them more, you know, but it's kind of like, but then there's this and there's this nuance and then there's, you know what I mean? So anyway, Mm -hmm. you're getting me going.
0: No, this is going to be such a powerful (laughs) conversation. I knew the vibes are just going to get going, so I'm here for it. The way that my higher self explained it to me um, when it came to like these multidimensional truths, she's like, sometimes when you explain things to a human, to the human ego, even sometimes when she explains things to me, I'm like, what the heck do you mean? Like, I'm trying to conceptualize this. And she basically said, it's like trying to show paint to a world that only knows crayons. Mm -hmm. Yes when you realize that you're like, okay, so as much as we do get these really cool understandings, there's always going to be these like specificities that we're probably only really going to click with whenever yeah. we cross back over again. hundred percent. We're so limited with this linear concept of time and existence. So that's so um, true. Okay. I love that analogy. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Feel free to use it. It was like, when she I said, it. It, I was like, yes, that clicks so well, so but I'm, good. I'm curious on like a especially on such a personal level, when did you realize you were a medium? Cause I know my story with it, but you tell me about yours. Like, when did you know? Yeah, it's such, it's such a good question. Um, it's funny because looking back, um, uh, I
1: had sort of the quintessential, um, like very sensitive psychic child experience, which, you know, I don't think is definitely not unique to me. I know a lot of people have that experience and they're like, I was seeing things in my room and there was people oh, yeah. in my like always, you know, I go back to, to, um, to memories at that time. And I'm kind of like looking at them through my current consciousness. And it's like, Oh my God, my room just looked like grand central station. Like there was so many energies in there. Like, cause like, how did I, no wonder I didn't get any sleep. Like there's so many p- energies like moving through my room all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I had that kind of experience when I was a child, but that was really, I was really, um, just, you know, based on some of the conditioning and the environment that I grew up in and stuff like that, that was always conditioned into me with a lot, a great deal of fear. Um, And I was, you know, I learned to fear it and to be afraid of these experiences until they eventually started to, kind of started to taper off when I was around age 10. Um, And that also kind of uh, coincided with a time when I moved into a new house that was greatly, it was a new house. And so there wasn't as many energy imprints in the house. And so I was like able to get sleep for the first time in 10 years. Um. thank god I remember like I remember waking up on that morning in that new house and being like oh my god I just slept for like through the night for the first time in 10 years of life it was amazing uh-huh. so very sensitive it started these experiences kind of started to to taper off a little bit around age 10 um and then I you know I, I could really say confidently looking back that I made a conscious decision to um or a semi-conscious decision to really kind of shut everything down so that i could yeah survive the next like 10 years of my life basically because i almost knew i had a feeling this is going to be hard if i'm at the current level of awareness that i'm at and i'm going into what i know is coming this is going to be hard and so i made this sort of semi-conscious decision to like put everything down and put it in a box um and so that lasted until i was about 18 19 Right. And when I was around that time. That's when everything kind of started to pick back up again, right around the time that I graduated high school. It was kind of almost like, all right, you got through the education system, you know, and I had this feeling also at the time, like, you're not going to go to college. It's not for you. There's nothing there for you. There's nothing that you can you can pick up from there. So don't do it. Um, I, I went I went anyway, of course, because I got talked into it. But yeah, I went anyway. I went anyway because I got talked into it and people were like, no, you have to. It's a good thing, you know, anyway so um so so yeah 19 things started to pick back up started to gain some speed around age twenty, twenty one is when i realized that this this is what this is what happening i had somebody help me kind of connect the dots because i still was sort of operating in you know, a little bit of that fear kind of frequency around it and like what's going to happen. So I had somebody sort of connect the dots of like, you can do this and this is natural and you know, all this sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it was around that age, 2021 is when I realized, oh, that's, this is, this is, this is something that I can do. This is very easy for me. It's very easy for me to to connect with these things and and I remember you know um talking to people around that time and they'd be like you know like it's you make it seem so easy and I'm like it is, isn't it isn't easy you know like it's isn't it for you too like is it not I didn't realize that it was that there was maybe a certain level of naturalness to this um to this channeling process for me especially with mediumship so yeah
0: holy crap first of all what a story and (laughs) do I ever relate to it because literally really Ages, yeah. So, I I didn't have so much. I did see things growing up, and I had some experience where I was like, "Nope, we're not doing that again." And then visually, it stopped. But there were there were things, young, young age that I just knew. Like my, I remember one time my mother came to knock on my door, and as her knuckles were like millimeters away from the door, I opened it and said, "Yeah, what do you want?" She was like, "How?" And I was blasting music, like I was a Hillary, (laughs) blasting all the music really loud. There was no way and she just looked at me she was like how the hell did you know like huh. and this was things that like happened a lot and yeah i knew how my great aunt died and for me the I, I get that um it wasn't so much like the the past on souls although i did that at the beginning of my career it was more so knowledge of the universe just came like funneling through me and i had questions um. that people wouldn't answer so at around eight, nine years old, I stopped asking them and was like, you know what, whatever, I'll find them out later in life. No one's mm-hmm. answering my questions. And at 22 is when I had fully come into my gifts and I'm 25 now. Wow, so right around the same times. Yeah, that's very yeah. interesting. So we both uh, like made that decision, I guess, to maybe have like a normal quote of yeah. like lessons maybe. I don't know, which was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was fun, totally. And that's what I say to right? people. I'm like, I, had, I got the human, you know, I got it. Like I was good. I had 10 years, I'm like, I'm... I'm good
0: from that now moving
1: along. I I did not leave a single experience out.
0: I was, I was good. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you on that. Um, So you said that you have like come to specialize in um, like spirit babies and everything now, but that you did mediumship readings um, in the beginning of your career. And I've spoken about this with my community before on why I stopped doing those readings. So I kind of want to pick your brain on this. Mm. Super beautiful process, and I think such a big yeah. privilege to get to be the conduit for souls that ha- have passed on and really want to communicate with family. I think mm-hmm. I always thought with such honor, but my oh my, was it ever emotionally taxing? Like oh, I yes. was, after those calls, like energetically, you're depleted because it takes so much of your energy, if not all of it. But oh, yeah, you, like how did you go through that emotionally? I'm just curious because that's was- a
1: great question. Yeah,
0: that's a great question. I love that
1: you ask that question. Um, yeah, it's, it's so, and that's this is the thing. It's like, I don't think a lot of people, you know, because you've had the experience. I don't think a lot of people know, especially with mediumship, what what's all tied up in that. And when you mentioned emotionally taxing, and I think that what for me personally, when I'm working with the soul, let's say it's just me and the soul, let's say I'm working with, you know, an energy of one of my ancestors or just, okay. you know, and or, 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 or whatever, right. There is a certain level of just – there's a certain level of purity and sort of neutrality there where yeah. it's it's just able to be kind of a flow between, you know, the soul who's coming to me and, and and me, the soul who's working with them. I think when you introduce a third person or, or multiple people – that's where the emotional taxing kind of element comes in because that you never know what that person is bringing. And I mean, of course, when we lose people, like people have natural human reactions of Mm -hmm. grief and of sadness and of despair and of hopelessness and all of these things. And a lot of the times, not all the time, but a lot of the times people are bringing that kind of energy into the session or into the reading, which perfectly understandable. Mm -hmm. I think for me, certainly emotionally taxing, um, after the readings, you know, I would kind of have like the initial, like me- what I call the mediumship high where it's like, woo, this is great. Life is amazing. I have so much energy. And then you get like the crash an hour later and you're like, oh my God, all I can eat is like potatoes and, you know, I need like high, like sugary, carby foods to sort of replenish and and sort of all those, all that kind of stuff. But then also pr- leading up to the reading as well, because there's a lot for the medium, for the conduit. I mean, you're, free- again, you're feeling the energy of the person coming in, what they're bringing in, their grief, their loss, their despair, their hopelessness, whatever. Whatever, their their expectation of like I really want to hear from my whoever and then you know you're also bringing in the energy of the soul coming in with their perhaps their urgency to get their messages through you know whatever it is that they're bringing in and so for me for the for the medium and I'm curious if other mediums can relate to this I'm sure you can where it's like that you're holding a ton of different energies at one time and you know you're kind of having to transmit information and transmit emotion through your body it's like it's a whole thing so certainly emotionally taxing. I also found that, you know, I kind of got this message towards the end of 2019. This is sort of when I really started to pick up with the spirit baby work and move away from mediumship more was we need to focus on the future. So you've been kind of focusing on these souls who have just left bodies, you know, and transmitting information from from those souls to their loved ones left behind, but we need to focus on the souls who are incoming and start to kind of anchor in, you know, what is ne- is next for our world, for our planet, the energies that are incoming, right? Which could still be those souls who just passed, you know, they could come right back. But that was, that was sort of why I started moving away. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I think I can speak frankly here is that, I one of my main intentions um doing mediumship was and one of my main passions, like what I really loved, was getting to see somebody who, you know, was coming in with that energy of grief or hopelessness or despair, or, you know, what is the point of living? What's the point? You know, that kind of energy. And then seeing them change. By the end of the reading and be like, I'm reignited. I'm ready to live my life. I know my loved one's good. I'm good. You know, that's what I wanted for every person that I worked with. Of course, that didn't happen all the time. That maybe only happened 10% of the time, 15% of the time, maybe even less. And so I think for me, I was like, I, I, I you know, I'm always like, how can I make the most impact? How can I get people reconnected with why they're here and what they're here to do and in my view at that time was like mediumship was one of the ways that I could potentially do that right where it's like if you can help somebody process the loss of a loved one um and help them kind of like reconnect with why they're here then maybe they'll you know they're back on their destiny path in a certain way after that or maybe they're just happier or whatever so there was a lot of reasons and I still love it I mean I still do it I'll still let a soul in if if they're there and if they're bugging me about it you know what I mean um <laughs> But that was, that's kind of, that's sort of a couple of the different pieces.
0: Okay. Yeah. I love how you mentioned how like, it's again, very multidimensional. like you're not just there with the person who has booked the session with you and taking on their energy and, you know, helping them transmute it in a way. Cause that's really part of our job as, as mediums, yep. or at least in my experience is like that person will leave at least 1% better than how yes. you do beginning even even if it, they're still in their grief process which is so expected sometimes depending on what has taken place but then you're channeling your own guides and your higher mm-hmm. self like your team and then the souls that are coming in and sometimes there's a whole ass family that's like we've all got messages here yeah. for and it's just so much sometimes and I found I don't know if you've ever experienced this I'm sure you have where like so many souls are trying to get the dominant like they're trying to get the talking stick that they all download you at once and you're like Yes, it's like they all burst through the door and you're like, oh my God, I need to like take a second. And like, <laughs> Where did that come from? Who did this come from? Like, it's just crazy sometimes. Oh yeah,
1: oh, totally. It's a lot. It's like you're, and then, you know, you, then you're also managing the, like the person in front of you, like, not only are you this whole gaggle of energies, you know, then you're also like, it's a lot. And, you know, I, man, I, I have never been so tired as like at the end of a full day of mediumship readings when there was like lots of energies that I was, I was working with, like just like on the floor. Floor, couldn't and and to be honest, like it became unsustainable. Like, I was like, I know that I'm not going to be able to have the kind of cr- sort of span of career that I want to have if if I keep working in this way, you know, it's not possible.
0: I had the exact same um realization back in the summer of August 2020. So, mm-hmm. in, yeah, for you, it was 2019, it was the following yeah. where I was like, I love my role, I love you know, the wisdom I get to share in these gifts I have, but I can't do this. I had had one session that was particularly really just, I, I mean, I cried the entire way through. I was transmuting so much for the soul that came through the soul in front of me. And like, mm-hmm. I couldn't keep my professional face on. It was like impossible with how much energy was moving through me. And I was like, I got off that call and I was like, never again. Yeah. And pivoted and discovered my expertise, which is soul contracts. So I think it's interesting how we, you know, had this a similar evolution in that sense to find our field of expertise. I think that's super interesting. Yes. Yes.
1: Cool. It's cool to hear your experience too. Yeah. And I think, you know, I actually had one person when I started talking about this, I was like, you know, I'm sort of moving away from mediumship. And, you know, I had people who were kind of unhappy with me because they were like, you know, you have this and you can help people like this. And that's so selfish of you to not, you know, use it. Um and i remember being like oh man like like i was a little hurt at first i was like what selfish <laughs> you know like that's
0: you understand how much so, it takes so
1: <laughs> you know that's so the opposite of everything that um that i want to be or do you know in this world and and yeah i think there's just a lot of people who don't Understand, you know the, the all of the background dynamics of of it,
0: yeah. Right, I think yeah. we have like a compassion point for that because you don't get it unless you're doing it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to conceptualize, but yeah, I I I hear you on that. I think people because people connect with you as the medium, right? And they're like, but you've helped me so much, and like, what right. well, I need that again. Like, where am I gonna go? Yes. I think that's also what's so helpful for you with your students, the mediums that you train and help tap into their gifts. You're creating this beautiful community and network of people so that hopefully whenever people come to you and they don't know anyone, you can refer them out. Yes. Yes.
1: Which has been so great. I've been able to start doing that this year. Um, I created sort of a network, a team of people who had trained under me and it's been so amazing. You know, I'm just like, go to this person, go see them. They're amazing. Go, you know, go get a mediumship reading for them. I've got lots of mediums on my team and, um, which is amazing. You know, then for me I'm kind of like okay, we're still connecting these people with what they're needing, but it doesn't always have to be me. And that's how I felt in the beginning, too, of sort of like, you know, I felt really responsible for like just helping as many people as as I could. Um with this and now it feels really nice to just sort of have the pressure off in that regard and be able to sort of focus on um what I'm focusing on now, which is a lot of the spirit baby work, so.
0: Yeah, so let's dive into that. How did you figure out that you were a spirit baby expert and how have you been enjoying your role so far? <laughs> That's I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I tell this story at the beginning a lot because it was sort of the first moment that I realized that this was something that, I was going, I mean, I didn't realize that this is something that I was going to be doing at the beginning, but this is sort of how it came to be. Um, and so I was working with a woman and, um, at that time, as we've discussed, I was doing primarily mediumship. And so with every reading that I went into, um, you know, I was sort of expecting this will be mediumship. It was just sort of like, that's how these have all gone. And this is sort of what I'm expecting. Of course, there was some, um, some things that would be different but I would kind of usually start to expect mediumship and it's just the funny thing about like doing this work where you just never know what you're gonna get you know it's it's just like I never know I'm gonna go in and I think that at that you know now I'm really like that right it's like every time I'm like let me be surprised but then I think as I was still understanding like how to work with my abilities professionally I was like okay mediumship and more mediumship and more mediumship Mm -hmm. so that's sort of what I was expecting going into this this first um Kind of introduction to spirit babies with this woman. So I go in and um, I was just sort of like, okay, so what are we doing today? And she was just like, oh, just I'm open to anything, you know, open to hear from any guides or any, you know, people who are here from me. Um, I'm just sort of open, you know. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. Let's do it. So I tune in. And when I tune in, there's this little girl in my. Mind's eye i'm seeing her very clearly she's about three years old i can see like every hair on her head you can see the color of her eyes the length of her eyelashes her smile everything perfect perfect um fully formed just image of this little girl so um so i start describing this little girl Terms. So i'm seeing this little girl this is how she's presenting to me da da da, da. Um, you, this is kind of what her energy feels like at the beginning. Do you know who this is? She was like, no, and I was like, you know, you don't, know, you you don't know who this is. I'm like, she's so real. Like, what are you talking about? Who is this girl? You, you know, know? Yeah. yeah. How do you not know? I'm like, wouldn't you know this? You know. Anyway, so I was like thinking it was weird. So she's like, I have no idea. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm like, okay, I didn't really know what to do. I was like, okay, well, let's figure it out. Let me go back to the soul. And I was kind of going back, to, I was going back to the soul. I'm like, who are you? Like, why are you here? Why are you why are you present? And she was kind of the soul was kind of being like a little like, you know, mysterious. Stand-off. Like, yeah, a little standoff, a little mysterious, okay. like kind of like you figure it out, you know. You, I was like, okay. So, so yeah. So then I go back to the mom and I'm like, you know, I I'm assuming that this is someone. Uh, that this is a soul I'm assuming that this is a soul who is no longer here D- you know I'm, I, I I'm do you have anyone in your family who could be around this age or anybody who you know who's lost a child near you know maybe a friend and she's like well the only thing I can think of is three years ago almost to the day I had a miscarriage and I always felt like it was a girl and I was like oh, oh my yeah God. so then I went back to and I was like did we figure it out and she was like like (laughs) nodding and like you know smiling and the whole thing so I'm like oh so I was like so you're telling me so I was like and it took me a minute to kind of be like oh this is the soul that had she had a miscarriage I was like weird so then anyway so I was was trying to figure it out as, as I went and basically we went in after we kind of figured out how who, how this soul was connected to this person we kind of then went into the soul started talking about why the miscarriage had to happen and we started talking about how um you know, basically the mother's future conception journey and sort of what was going to happen on that. And we had thought at the time that potentially she was going to be the soul who was sort of was coming back in a future pregnancy. It turned out that actually she wasn't. There was another soul who kind of came in, um, who came into the family instead, and sort of she was just going to in, um, stay in spirit, basically. Uh, but anyway, I learned a lot through that whole reading of just like, Oh, this is, it's possible for souls who just as, you know, even if it's a miscarriage, no matter how many weeks the pregnancy went on for, that that soul really still, you know, considers that an incarnation and still is like connected to the family in a certain way. Um, And potentially they come back in again in a future pregnancy if that's what's meant to happen. Maybe they don't, and they just kind of hang around, um, you know, for a little while before they move on. Maybe they don't move on. Maybe they maybe they're just like a part of that person's soul, kind of family, and they'll just sort of, you know, they're not meant to be physical with that family that time. Anyway, so that was the first experience, and I always say that from there, that was um, late 2018, and from there, it just was like every time from that point forward. All yep. of these spirit babies started finding their way to me. The next reading that I did a few days later, this woman contacted me and um, she was a referral and it was an emergency. And so she was like, I need you to have a question. I need you to get me in as soon as possible. Of course, the emergency was that she was pregnant, but um, think that she thought that she needed to actually terminate the pregnancy and wanted to communicate with the soul before she terminated the pregnancy, um, as a way to just kind of you know communicate with the soul and sort of let them know what was about to happen and if it was okay and all that kind of stuff. That was like a few days later, mm-hmm. and, and and I had never dealt with this kind of thing before. Like I was still young at that at that time. I was like 22, 23, I was like. I don't know, you know? So it's like, what? You know? So, um, so then they just kept coming and coming and coming and they just kept finding me through people. And even like through people who I just would never guess that there would be spirit baby stuff, like a a 60 year old woman who had a miscarriage when she was 25, you know, all these people would just kept finding me. So that's kind of how it started. That's like the origin story of the spirit. And then after that, I found out that there was a book called Spirit Babies written by Walter McKishen, um, which a lot of people are very familiar with, written in 2005, um, published in 2005, I should say, and um, that a lot of, lot of people knew about this concept. It was just like totally not on my
0: radar at all, at all. Wow. Yeah. That is, I have like, I'm literally the goosebumps, like will not stop. That is, because <laughs> I look at this all from a soul contract perspective, because that's, mm-hmm that's my field. So to me this is like obviously no coincidence the person that you first channeled her daughter cuz she miscarried you and her as souls contracted each other before you came and we're like hey you're going to help me illuminate my gifts. Yes. Essentially. I was like So true. And it's just so cool to witness that and then essentially your channel you guys aren't going to see my hand movement here um on the podcast but like it's like your channel was like here and you were connecting with this particular spectrum of Yes. Of mediumship. And then it just went and all the spirit beings were like, Emily, we're coming for you, girl. Yes, exactly. A hundred
1: percent. It completely opened up. And my perspective just opened up. And I think that that's the thing is so much on my my path is like, you know, I've just gotten like every day, every moment, every month, every year, it's just like I get more. you know, I'm able to hold more. And I think that that's that's what a lot of people, um what I tell a lot of people too is like it took me some time to kind of grasp the whole entirety of like the universe and how it works and oh, souls yeah. and earth and you know, and other planets and all that kind of stuff. It took me some time to be able to kind of like hold all of that. Um so you know, I say to people too, like be patient. it'll 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 co-. took me a minute too to figure it all
0: out. You can't figure it out within a year. Like it just a lot to. It is a lot to take in. There's a kind of a teaching that spirit has taught me. It's like sometimes you try to absorb so much new information, you don't get to ground it. You Mm -hmm. need to ground it before you continue on. So hundred percent. Yourself have that process. Yeah, I hear you on that. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. This is something that, oh my God, it's 333 as I say that.
1: <laughs> I love
0: it. Um, but have you ever come into the information of like um, earth training in the Pleiades and how like souls train for earth up in? I ha- I have, I have heard of this. Okay. I have heard of this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was just curious because I haven't like, I haven't heard of anyone else talk about it. And it came to me a while ago and I was like, yeah, I know. Cause I remember being up there, but I'm like, does me anyone i remember being up there
1: too and in fact i i in the last it wasn't this year it was last year in 2021 i was actually like going to the 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 training place to basically visit and sort of observe all of these incoming souls basically and like see how they were doing and checking in on them and stuff yeah
0: chills okay so yeah oh i'm getting like such good goosebumps okay so we must have really interesting um we have like, I feel like we have very paralleled um, missions here on earth mm-hmm. it's interesting because you have like checked on things on the other side. And I also help souls create contracts for like to basically like optimize and maximize their expand. I'm getting like so many shells. Their, yes. their incarnation. Yes. Because, you know, I'm, I'm on my last life for earth. I'm going to be graduating after this, which thing? fucking God. Nice. Good for you, girl. <laughs> I'm like so <laughs> ready. My soul's so ready for it might come back but like it's tentative so like we're just not going to talk about yeah <laughs> it's tentative
1: yeah it's off say, the table for now it's off yeah. the table for now <laughs>
0: like we'll reevaluate and see see how you feel when you come back. but karmically speaking i'm done like i don't have to mm-hmm. come back i can choose to but um where was i going with this anyways it's so interesting how you and i have our field of expertise both on earth and on yeah earth. we're doing it um simultaneously i think that's so yes powerful. That's cool. so
1: cool that's so cool. and how special that's so beautiful too that you're facilitating um that process of just like helping souls maximize certain because we need that so much right now you know we need that they need that support especially you know for somebody who's like down here in a body you know um you, you kind of know how it's all working it, down here yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, you know,
1: especially for a lot of these first timers, which I've been, you know, seeing this too. lots of first timers, lots of, lots mm-hmm. of energies who are, you know, fragmenting back out again from source who maybe haven't had a physical incarnation ever on Earth, or maybe have only had physical incarnations in places other than Earth, who are choosing to come to Earth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they get here, I know a few in my life of like, really first time or like first time physical incarnations on Earth. Um mm-hmm where you know it's like so obvious it's like oh man I feel for you <laughs>
0: yeah, they're, they're just you can tell that they're just so confused they're just like Ugh. this is great but what the heck is going on like oh yeah so yes yes you relate um a lot of the first timers to the rainbow children wave of yes. yeah okay yes yeah and they're, they're quite gifted though spiritually they don't they have are. from my understanding they don't have as many um ego limitations as we had in our prior incarnations like our first few does that Exactly. Totally, a hundred percent. It's like, yeah, they kind of bend the rules. That's how I, okay. that's how I
1: experience them. It's just like, or the rules don't apply. You know, the same kind okay. of rules don't apply. Yeah,
0: yeah, the Earth has. I mean, our frequency collectively and the planet's frequency has raised so much in the last decade, even. But in the last, since our first wave of star seeds, so I feel like there are certain things that they just don't have to abide by that we did when we came here because we, like, our group and the group before us have done a lot of the groundwork essentially to totally. Hope. Yes. Um, yeah. Completely.
1: Okay. Yeah. What year were you born in? Just curious. 97. I'm Gen Z. 97. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was 94. Um, and it's cool because in my book, I'm writing a book right now on everything spirit babies, just trying to get all the information out there as quickly as possible from sort of a modern lens. So I really, I think the, uh, book that was written by Walter McKishon spirit babies was such a formative text and it really sort of like helped people get a- a- attuned to this idea and mm-hmm. i'm kind of taking it to the next level i'm cool. covering like how do you actually care for these new energy children when they get here how do you like support them how do you ground them you know um all this kind of stuff so uh but one of the things that came through in the book was like you know the waves of of these and i didn't actually know to like i've actually just discovered this work in the last couple weeks um of like you know i didn't actually for whatever reason, um you know what what's the next one after indigos i forget um children Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, crystals, rainbows, diamonds, you know, all of the kind of these like groupings of souls, these waves. And I didn't even know about this for some reason. I don't know why, but, um, but basically was like channeling these kind of like birth years and like these windows of like these chunks of these birth years of like this birth year to this birth year is like this. And this is what these people are about. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like reference it back. I was like, this is the same thing, you know, like this, like when people are talking about indigos or this sort of like these sort of energy, it's the same thing. So I'm always just curious, like what years people came in because I really feel that the years they kind of connotates like a specific sort of thing. And of course too, like I think that it can be, there can be outliers as well.
0: You know, there's like indigos who are being born now or there's, you know, so. It depends, yeah, it depends, I think, on like the soul's mission as well, like what it wants yes. to specialize in because I resonate with being indigo because I'm such a rebellion. Like I'm I'm very like at the system kind of, but my gifts and my abilities are more crystal. Right, Yeah. So yeah interesting yeah me- just kind of right on the end of that indigo
1: wave 20 you know indigo i think was like to 95 and mm-hmm. then i think it's like yeah i think it was like 95 to 2000 what does the crystal go to 2012
0: 2010 yeah right right mm-hmm. yeah and then something it- like that after that yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. Do you, do you find you resonate with Indigo, or do you find you're kind swapping between? Ah, uh, I'm kind of like parts of it, yes. Parts mm-hmm.
1: of it, yes. You know, I think the like the truth piece, like of just like you know, striving for truth. Um, I've always been like really just honest you know, I just kind of like say what say what I think or say what I see I'm like oh that's that and it's like people are like you can't say that I'm like oh whoops yeah. <laughs> sorry um I have Mercury and Sagittarius at 27 degrees so right aligned with the galactic <laughs> center
0: do you do? And mercury at uh 15 degrees i think sage yeah oh wow yeah so it's like okay. kind
1: of right in that that is i think the the orb for the galactic center is like 12 degrees or something so that's okay. that still fits yeah Oh, yeah <laughs> um so it's just like you know it's just like phew, just Say it, it like just, it is yeah
0: exactly You're not There's sugarcoating th- it with this earth BS. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I really, I relate to that with, with Indigo for sure. Um, (laughs) But I feel like I can kind of relate to a lot of the different ones too. You know, like I'm just like, I can pick, I can feel
0: that I can feel that too. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we don't have to box ourselves in, right. That's an earth thing. So let's know that. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) kind of circling back to how we talked about like earth training school. Yeah. From your experience, I'm so curious as to maybe why, because I've heard of this happen where a soul will, um, contract mom and dad and pregnancy will begin. And then soul says, actually, I really don't want to go to earth. I'm, I I'm checking out. Like, I don't actually want to do this. Why do you think that is, or what have those souls told you Mm -hmm. why they've chosen to opt out of earth school? Yeah. Such a good question.
1: Yeah. So and that can be you know um ah oh, there's so many there's so many facets to this. So I'll we'll, I'll try and go into to to most of them. So yes, that does happen. You know, where the contract is um created and pregnancy begins and I think that there is a a a percentage of there there is a percentage where so I don't want to try. I'm trying not to group everything into all one category, but there is a percentage where just what you're describing—it's the—it's contracted pregnancy begins, and at some point during the pregnancy, whether early on in the pregnancy, midway through the pregnancy, or even um, mm-hmm. right before birth or after birth—that um, that was kind of the—that was the completion of the contract. That was like that was that was the contract, even just that short period of time, whether that was like eight weeks, twelve weeks, twenty weeks, thirty-eight weeks, you know. 2 weeks after birth. That was the completion of the contract. So I do think that there's that.
0: Mm-hmm. However,
1: um and I have seen that actually quite a bit where it's like what are you talking about? I didn't leave early. I fulfilled my contract. I'm all good. Like I I did what I I did what I I did what I needed to do. Um and and that's it. And you know, sometimes I think what I have seen is like people who have those experiences is um on sometimes i think it can be for the parents sometimes it's for the soul but what i have seen i've been able to notice this kind of correlation of parents whose lives absolutely change after that or they have a spiritual awakening that's like grief induced spiritual awakening or whatever you know there's there's i think there is some some reason for it for the parents as well um but then also for the soul so there's that okay. i also um feel that there are, because in my experience, most souls, when, most, not all, but when they commit to a contract and an incarnation, um, you know, there is kind of this, like, even if they're scared, because a lot of them are like, oh, I don't really don't, you know, like, like, <laughs> you know, I don't really, I know what it's like, or yeah. I've heard about what it's like, or I've been there before and I didn't really want to go again. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of them are just, no, I just didn't say scared because there's no fear, but just sort of
0: like, it's not always yeah. our favorite place to be. I can say that with yes. my like. Yes. There's a reason I'm here and the other half of my soul is here as well. There's a reason we're here, but like not our favorite. Yes, <laughs> like not our exactly. Favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's not necessarily
1: fear, but maybe just like some trepidation, hesitation. Um, but I find most, once we commit... There is a sense of um, kind of responsibility to see it through, or to at least try it, or at least try it. And sometimes some souls will try it. They will try to start observing the the baby that's growing in the belly, and they start, you know, observing the parents as they're preparing for birth, and um, or you know, at whatever stage the pregnancy is at. And sometimes they just are like, I said I would try it. I don't think I can do it. I think I have to, you know, complete this. I think I have to complete it. I don't think it can be me. I think I have to return and I have to give another soul another chance to come in in a future pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, however, so that's that's that can be possible. Um, I have also seen now with these new energies coming in, a lot of them are very, they're looking for very specific circumstances and the families that they're coming into they're very um you know they have very a lot of them have very specific incarnations or missions or you know goals they're like they're, they're like i'm not just coming here and this is something i say a lot like i'm not just coming here for an average incarnation like this is an important time it's you know it's it's a very important time on planet earth there's a lot of important things that could potentially happen during the time that I'm here. Um, and so I'm not just coming for like a, you know, like a meat and potatoes lifetime where it's just like, yeah, you go to work and you eat and you just go home, you know, that's not what it's about. And so if they maybe don't feel that, um, for whatever reason the family that they've contracted with maybe it's kind of like oh, i don't know if they can down the line i don't know if they can do that for me or i don't know if they're going to make the decisions that i need in order to support my incarnation or things like that then i have also seen them um exit if it's just not you know the right fit in that way and so i think there's a lot of things changing very rapidly on the ground here for people yeah. who are um you know, like waking up to new things every day and deconditioning from things every day, but also like getting conditioned to do things every day. So there's just a lot sort of happening down here, I think. And so that can, that can cause some changing kind of energetic dynamics for these souls. Mm-hmm. Um There's so many more examples I could give you, but those, that's kind of like scratching the surface of a couple that I've seen, um, of like why a pregnancy could end, um, you know, after it has been chosen, like after it's been contracted at the
0: beginning, does that make sense? Makes total sense. And so much clarity that I, I never really considered, you know, from, at least from my perspective here, that a soul's contract would be so short um yeah it's it's
1: it's rare like I don't see it a lot right it's I don't see it's not like super common but there is some times where they're like that was just it that was it that
0: was all I needed I feel like it makes sense too especially if they are maybe training for future lifetimes then they want to see what the body feels like get acclimated to density because it's so dense down here exactly Uh so much of the soul can even fit in the body so like it's kind of like how are you going to navigate that and do you want to navigate it now fully or do you want to test out the waters which is so like bad to say but yeah and then come back um, yes there, yes makes-
1: and you brought up a, another point that is something that i've seen as well where it is kind of like they're testing you know they're they're testing and kind of like almost like okay, how much of the energy can I bring into the body? Oh, that's too much. Okay, can't bring that much. Or that's too little. Or like, what's the, you know, there is sort of that like experimentation aspect. And I think that sometimes, um, you know, if if there's too much, I have gotten this a lot where it's like, oh, we we're experimenting. We were trying to bring too much energy into the body at once. And like something, you know, there was just too much. And it was too much on the developing body of the baby or too much on the body of the mother, you know, or something happened in the body of the mother. So I have seen that as well.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, a, I think, people um, hearing this are going to recognize it's like actually a lot more intricate to come here and to have a successful birth. No, so intricate. That's and what I want everybody to know. And
1: it's like, there is not just a one's like there truly is. I don't think there's a one size fits all answer with anything. If two people ask me the same question, exact same question, I'm going to answer it differently for each of those individual souls. But this is something that is so intricate. And I'm always just like, how do I communicate the nuance of this question? Do you know what I mean? It's like, how do I communicate all of the different, like kind of like threads of this decision or the threads of this concept or the thread? It's so intricate and I do my best, but it's, it's not always easy.
0: No, but I think that that's all you can do is your best and hope that that person will come back if they need like clarification. Yeah. Question, yeah. right? I mean, there's yeah. always another layer and another dimension you can add on to the information always. sharing as a medium. So always. I guess- um, yeah. I think it's really interesting too. I don't know if you've come into this. This happened with a family member of mine. Mm -hmm. I didn't know she was pregnant. I looked at her astrology and I was like, if you were to get pregnant now, it would probably result in miscarriage because XYZ, but also I'm hearing that your next soul child wants to be a Scorpio. Like end of story, Mm -hmm. gonna be a Scorpio. And sure enough, my family member miscarried weeks later. I didn't even know she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And got pregnant later on and my other family member was born um, the day after Scorpio season started. Oh! Wow. I don't know if you've ever seen that where, souls are like i need a very specific astrology to help me with my, my incarnation 100%. Oh yeah,
1: it's so fun. Actually funnier speaking about Scorpio because um my sister-in-law and brother-in-law just had um a baby this week, my first nephew. And my sister-in-law from the very be- before because i was kind of supporting her in spirit baby communication before her conception. And you know, just was sort of like helping her tune in and get information and things like this and before she conceived, she was like he will be a Scorpio, like no question. And when she got pregnant, um, it was like her, her due date was kind of like right on that edge of Scorpio Sagittarius. Like it was like, we don't know what's it going to be. And yeah. it was so tight and So, but she maintained, she was like, he is a Scorpio. I know it. And so she just gave birth this week and literally sun moved into Sagittarius at 3 a.m. He was born at 1219. So he was born at 29, 52 degrees of Scorpio with a Scorpio moon, with a Scorpio moon. He's a double Scorpio. So- and she, her, and on her birthday, if this was on her birthday, but she's later in the day, she's a Sagittarius. So they're born on the same day. He's a Scorpio, 29 degrees. She's a Sagittarius, like, um, like early degree Sag, like one or whatever, one, one or two degrees Sagittarius. Yeah. So
0: oh not crazy. Scorpio babies. The same thing happened to my family member was yeah. due the 21st of October, the last day of Libra season. And she was like, I'm going into labor. I was like, you might be, but like that baby is not coming. And sure enough, these Scorpios, man, I'm telling you, they're like, no. They're very specific. Yeah. They're very specific about it. I find yeah. too, maybe this is just the, the experiences I've seen with clients and family, but Scorpios often have really traumatic births. Mm. Like usually some sort of complication I've seen, either pregnancy or the usually it's the actual birth. I don't know. Huh. If
1: Interesting. I'm just thinking... Like the handful of Scorpios that I know have been born in the last few years, I would say that is true. I would say that is true, and my my hunch on that is they're just such. I mean, Scorpios are like I love Scorpios. I have lots of it in my chart. Um, I love it. North nodes in Scorpio. There's a lot. There's a lot of Scorpio happening. Um, and you know they're just such little alchemizers of energy. And you know it's kind of almost like with a traumatic birth, they're kind of like. I don't know it's like they're they're like throwing them they're so ambitious. they're like I can alchemize this no props you know like it's all good I, I don't I and anything you know they're just like they're willing to kind of like from very early on in their life maybe at birth or early on they're just like kind of like offered these maybe difficult circumstances that they're nice. then kind of like I can handle it you know there's kind of like a like um and um, i don't know if it, ambition is the right word but they're just very much like give it i want it all like give me the whole of the human experience like
0: i want to you know they're kind of like i mean part of my language they're kind of like a fuck with me and try sign right yeah yeah like yeah. let's go let's try it out i'm going to be born this way and like let's see what happens <laughs> like they're yes. just hot, they're tough they're yes. very um yeah yes. i was so interesting because you know scorpio represents death and rebirth and often it's figurative death but birth you know when we th- think of birth you'd think that because of that they would have the most smooth entrance and mm. the polar of that so
1: totally <laughs> polar very interesting yeah and to come back to your question so um I find that's, that that um, this has been something that has picked up speed more in the last couple of years of my work, where you know a, a soul will start communicating um, different aspects of their birth chart um, more than just sun sign too. You know they'll they'll kind of communicate. Okay, it'll be water heavy. I need to be a water heavy kind of soul, mm. or I need to be a fire heavy soul, or you know I need to got, I need to have like my Mercury in an Earth sign or whatever. You know, like there are some of those specificities, and I really I really feel that. Um, the birth chart is like, it's, and I'm sure you would agree with me and the human design chart for that matter um, are so specific. And I think, you know, even just like using that story that I just told about my sister-in-law, like down to hours, you know, like he like down to a- the hour, like, you know, if he had been born not even three hours later, you know, it was like a totally different birth chart, totally different energy. And so, yeah, I think that some, they will, they will give me the information about the astrology if they think that the parent can handle it, because sometimes the parent gets attached and they're sort of like, oh, well, I expect to see like Scorpio and the sun. And, but it's actually kind of like more like they have a Scorpio rising or that sort of thing. Yes. So, um, yeah. it's, I present the information so as to not and then also I think there is that element of mystery too with the birth of like if I told them your you know sun will be Scorpio sun Gemini moon and Aries rising they'll be like you know how can I you know like when will the birth be and that kind of thing so I think there is still but certainly they're very specific
0: What say that again I would 100% be one of those people because I yeah I use the astrological charts for soul contracts and what I do so I'd be like oh okay like I'm just gonna (laughs) sit here and chill yeah, Maybe totally. Um, but then I'd yeah. be—I don't know. I think I'd be like so hyper fixated on it too. Oh, it's oh, a- me too. I know when I get
1: pregnant, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm—it's I'm, gonna be—I'm just gonna be like, I, I'll have to stop myself from thinking about it because I just wanna—I mm-hmm. wanna see the chart like right so, away, but it's not
0: possible. Oh my God, yeah. I think it's just kind of fun too because you're a Sagittarius son. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let there be like a little element of surprise, you know? Like just like totally before and I don't know I think totally so
1: fun and even like with people you know even with people who have children and they're like you know they may be sort of surprised like I remember my niece um my one of my best friend's daughter was born in 2020 and we were like you know furiously trying to like feel into her and I was like I think she's definitely you know, she's definitely an Aries. Um, and she she was she she's definitely an April Aries. Uh, I knew that from the beginning. I was like, she's an April Aries, no question. My friend was like really, I feel like she's like Pisces. Like, no, she's an April Aries, hundred percent. And. And then, and then there was elements of her chart that kind of surprised us too. Like we felt maybe more of a watery aspect with her, which she ended up with her Mercury and Pisces, um, but then she ends up with her moon and Leo, you know? So it's like, you know, it was like, we we're like, whoa, moon and Leo. But so, you know, it was kind of like, well, we didn't expect the moon and Leo. We thought moon and Cancer for sure, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's kind of like, you know, you start and then, and then knowing her now and seeing her soul grow in, like seeing her grow into her body and grow into her birth chart. It's like, oh my God it's perfect you know it's like it's perfect for her yeah,
0: it you makes know, so much yeah. sense yeah yeah she knows what she chose for herself yeah. she was intricate with it that is that's so cool I I could talk about the astro charts with that. oh my god me too me too all day all day <laughs> um I have a few questions that I kind of just want to know and I had a friend that wanted me to ask you something Yeah. Um, in pregnancy, what is something that most souls wish they could receive more or something that they really enjoy? Like whether it's in terms of nourishment or connection, like what do souls really want to receive in utero? Mm, Great question.
1: And how I will answer that is what they're showing me right now is I think that it, it is common like towards the Perhaps, like, maybe more the beginning and the end of pregnancy, like, especially at the beginning of pregnancy, people are, like, um, you know, just trying to keep up, you know, maybe not feeling good. Like, it's just sort of, like, you know, you're not showing yet and there isn't, like, you know, you can't necessarily, like, you know that you're pregnant, but it's kind of, like... um I don't know it's not you know what I mean it's not as um like right in your face yeah um and then at the end of pregnancy it's kind of like then that's sort of the time when a lot of people go inward and they'll sort of like you know they're spending more time like just you know relaxing and just by themselves hopefully not everybody like you know like my mom (laughs) who love you mom um but she like you know like worked and worked out until like 40 I don't know like 41 weeks (laughs) I was like wow she's amazing she's yeah she's powerhouse Um, but, but so, so to answer your question is that a lot of souls love to have, it really makes them feel good when there's an actual kind of like, you know, besides just like touching your belly and you know speaking to the baby or having like your partner speak to the baby they love to have like a telepathic kind of link with the mother throughout the pregnancy and kind of have the mother almost like telepathically checking in on them and being like how are you doing how's your development is there anything you need do you like this do you like that like there is this kind of um they like to have those sort of check-ins because a lot of people are just sort of like you know power through just like I know I'm pregnant but I'm not I don't have it kind of consciously like on my mind all the time you know what I mean so they love love to have those sort of little, like, just how are you doing? Just like the same as if you think about, you know, somebody new at a new school for the first time and it's like their first day of school. It's nice for that kid to be like, to have the teacher come be like, hey, honey, like, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Do you need a snack? Do you need this? You know what I mean? It's sort of the same, like, especially in the first couple months of pregnancy, in the first three months, which is the time that most people are like, oh, well, something might happen. I don't want to get too attached and this sort of thing. It's the most perfect time to start, Getting that communication, get attached, get that communication back and forth, make that soul feel like I'm so happy you're here. And what can I do for you? And how can I support you? And I know this might be a little, you know, you might be a little hesitant to be here, but I love you and I'm going to hold you throughout. You know, I find that that is something that we, that um, I, I wish a lot of mothers would know, especially at the beginning of their pregnancy.
0: That's so beautiful and I feel like just as you know someone who remembered coming here it's like just be so nice to hear like you're gonna be okay on earth like I got you like mom's got you because yes at this place Mm something and also you know
1: too what I what I would also say too is communicating as well like just just in that same process because I really believe that the and and you and that's so cool. You kept some of your memory or, or all of your memory, you know, mm-hmm. but I believe that the amnesia kind of starts when the soul comes through the, the birth canal and like they're, you know, that's the moment where they're like, what is happening and where am I? But when they're still in utero, they actually are still aware of what's right. happening, everything. They're still aware of what's happening. And so, you know, even just saying like, hey, just so you know, um, you know, either you could either say, you know, it's, you don't have to lose your memory. You can bring your, your memory with you and I'll support you and I'll make sure that you keep that throughout your whole life. And you never lose why you came here and you never forget why you came here, what you're doing here, who, you know, who you are as a soul, like communicating that early on, I think is really powerful and beautiful too.
0: Oh my God. That would be, especially just because right? parents having conscious pregnancies and conscious families now. Oh my God. Yes. Noted yeah. Pregnant. That's so powerful. I love that so much. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to have a baby running around. And be like, Mom, whenever I was in Arcturus or Pleiades, doing that. Like, okay, honey, yeah. right,
1: exactly. And so many now. And you know what's interesting? I'll just add a quick little thing um, on that. Uh, I discovered this new aspect, which you may be aware of too, but um, I discovered this woman teaching on a specific kind of type of astrology called galactic astrology, which is basically just the birth chart um, and how it sort of aligns with different fixed stars, um, yeah. you know, like Pleiades or these sorts okay. of things. Yeah. But it will kind of show you like in this galactic astrology birth chart, like where you can actually kind of see what you, she's created this sort of intuitive formula of where was the, and of course, you know, we could get this through our intuition or the ch- the child's intuition too, but where was the most recent incarnation? Where did the, where did the soul oh, yeah. kind of, yeah, like where did they, you know, just come from basically she's created this really cool sort mm-hmm. of formula to do that. So I will eventually probably be incorporating that into my work as well. It's super, super cool.
0: Yeah. Research that and look into that because that yeah. is right up my alley. Please tell me all that. I they- will. I'll share with you. Please. That's going to be. Yeah. Ooh, we're adding a whole other dimension to soul contracts, my friends. Here we are. Yes. Another <laughs> question I wanted to ask you um, is what is something that souls want like their moms and dads to know about like their process, about maybe why they've come here? Like what is something they just want their moms and dads to know while they're in utero? Mm. Mm. Or like maybe the most common things that they would most make.
1: common things. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was that's what I was gonna say. Um yes, yeah, so most common things, because you know, again, that's this is the thing. It's like each soul is so unique and what they can communicate is so unique. And that's something that I get in spirit baby readings a lot, where you know, parents will ask, especially pregnant, pregnant women, um, and they're like, Okay, what does my baby want me to know, or how can we best support them in their life, or things like that. And it's just like it's always so, it's like, I could have never predicted that answer. Do you know what I mean? And I really, that's really important for me and my work is like, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I, for the most part, I'm going to try to never give like, a. I'm, you know, I may have the knowledge of sort of like, oh, here's how my brain might want to answer that question. Do you know? But I'm, I'm always like, let me, let me ask, you know, like, let me tune in. And I'm always like, I wanna give you the 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 answer that this soul is actually their their specific answer that they really want you to hear. And of course, there are there are some like common things. I think that right now, a common message that a lot of souls are giving to their parents right now is now on planet Earth is a very different time. I'm going to be a very different soul. And in order for me to be a different soul in this different time, I need you to be willing to change as well. Um, and, um, be willing to really not do things that you've always done because they're comfortable to you and set boundaries with your family. And, you know, like, you know, like there's, there's Ah. some very specific, yeah, there's some very specific, like
0: Um, kind of,
1: uh, it's almost very, um, It's so loving, but it's also kind of like, I really need this and I need you to do this for me. You know, it's, it's an ask, but it's also kind of a non-negotiable of like, I really need this in order for me to have the life that I need to have. And so that's what I, I offer to a lot of parents is just sort of like, you know, don't, do things for your child just because somebody told you to or your mom told you to or the doctor told you to or um, you know or it's just what all of the women in your family have always done and so that's just what you're going to do for this child you know like it's very specific it's just like just as we now wouldn't give you know The two people like not everybody has the same if you need glasses like not everybody has the same glasses prescription you know like we can't give you have an individual prescription for (laughs) you to in order to be able to see and so um I think it's just like you know they're just asking a lot of parents to be in tune with themselves and their intuition and this is why it was interesting like at the end of 2019 and 2020 before I really started kind of ramping up with this work um I kept having this message of like You need to start um, basically like ramping up on your – like how you're sharing information about intuitive development and psychic development and all this kind of stuff and specifically aiming it at parents. And I was like, why? Like that's weird, you know? And it was really because – to to help make, you know, support the parents so that they can support these future children and know how to do. It. And I've seen amazing changes, like just ama- people making amazing decisions and like, you know, people having really quick changes in like, you know, I was talking to this family the other day. And the, the uh, the female partner was like, I, you know, used to be like this. And she was kind of describing some parts of her personality or just how she moved through the world. And now I'm like this, and it's just like, so different. Like, she's just like, had a total, like she, I, she's like, I used to believe this. And I was like, really? (laughs) You know, and I'm looking and she's just not even close to believing that anymore at all. So it's, you know, like these kind of very rapid, transformations of worldview and spiritual awakening and listening to the intuition like that that is what I would say is the most common message right now
0: it's like these babies who are coming here to have their own awakenings and help with the great awakening are like okay mom and dad then awaken yeah (laughs) buried us like completely that's and that in and of itself can tell us so much how much of these star seeds are light workers and they're Mm. here to help the collective consciousness and not just that makes me so excited for all the babies being born. Like, right. So beautiful. Like, oh my God. Me too. With everyone that I get to see here, it, it's
1: just, I have goosebumps as I'm talking about it, as we're talking about it, it's just like, and, and ah, it's just, it's so special. And and with everyone that I see, you know, whether I've helped or I'm just sort of observing, I'm just like, ah, like, I'm so, I feel so grateful to see this soul landing here right now. It's such a, it's such a um, beautiful thing to see them here and to see the kind of life that they get to have with their parents and um you know and what they're gonna be teaching their parents it's it's a whole new level of
0: experience for them It's gonna be a completely different like they're gonna be the ones who change the infrastructures of our world right like especially um yeah Vision beta like they're coming in and they're just gonna they're not being born yet they're gonna be born yes. in a few days, but they're like, all right, like let's, it's time to make the changes. Like you guys deconstructed stuff and like, we're going to rebuild now and we're going to show oh, you. Yeah. Is that, would that be starting in 2025 or kind of around that yeah. 2026? Two, two and a half year. What year are we? 2022. <laughs> what year is it on planet Earth? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> um, yeah. So 20 around, Um. I think midway through like April of 2025, I believe. Yeah. Is yeah data starts and they are just like a whole powerhouse of souls that are totally oh yeah
1: i've gotten 2025 is a big year 2020 2025 to 2027 um 2027 2028 um 20 yeah yeah like a lot of these years are really really big 20 um
0: 2035 2036 these are also some big years I remember 2035, that's also just not even just a big year for the souls coming in, but something like, I don't want to say catastrophic happens on the planet, but something big wakes up and like rumbles some stuff. In oh my, yeah. Like I yep. get bumps in my spine and it's, I don't know what it is. I just know it's like, they show me, um, like, um, uh, like a bomb. It's not actually going to, guys, it's not going to be like a bomb going off. It's not that at all. But like the impact it's going to have on consciousness is like a big bomb mm. off and people being like, yes. oh my God. Yes. So-
1: yeah. I've gotten that too. I've gotten that exact same feeling right in that 2035, 2036 window, like right in those two years, they're going to be really big shift years. And like you, I don't know how exactly, I think, I don't think anybody can truly know how it's going to manifest, you know, I think it's changes every day, how, how that could manifest. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten similar information.
0: I know it has to, uh, the only thing I know that it's going to obviously implicate is um, like elitist structures, like government structures. I yes. Like that no idea what, how, or kind of know when, but not yeah. Know. Yeah. So, so yeah. weird. Look at us just like know. things. Oh, so- <laughs> And then a bit of a harder question, but yeah, I was really curious about this as well, just myself of from a spiritual perspective, um, what is the cause of infertility? Mm. I know that there's a lot to do with like women's and their sacral chakra health and, um, sacral wounds, mm. but What's your take on this? Like, what have you learned about that?
1: Yeah, great difference in me explaining this from a spiritual perspective versus physical perspective. I think physical, there's theres two types of infertility in my opinion, physical infertility, which is the, the body of a, a woman or man um, that is affected by everything that's happening on planet earth and all of the toxins and the endocrine disruptors and the just, yeah. there is an agenda to diminish and deplete both men's and women's fertility it's it's we won't get into that but you know (laughs) we're not gonna go there today but um but there but there is that and it is greatly affecting um physical fertility and then this is also like hormonal birth control and women who were on hormonal birth control since they were 15 are now trying to conceive and they're having great great issues this is you know anyway it's a whole I could rant about it forever from a spiritual perspective there are there is a lot of nuance here as well. Um, I think that there could even be some overlap between what we were talking about as sort of the, like a miscarriage, um, uh, sort of in the miscarriage conversation. I think that certainly from a spiritual perspective, there is, um, you know, from, even from the time that, um, that, okay, let me put it like this. This is one way that it's been explained to me. So when a soul is, Okay, hold on. Let me go back a step. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so a a pair of partners come together and they decide that they're going to start having children. Let's say they're twenty eight, mm-hmm. uh, or twenty nine. Let's say they're twenty nine. Um, they come together and they're like, okay, in April next year, we're going to start having children. It's going to be great. We're going to conceive on the first try. It'll be, you know, we we've been doing all this preparation. It's amazing. Maybe they're not doing any preparation work connecting with the souls of their children beforehand. They start trying in April, nothing happens. Six months later, still nothing. A year later, nothing. Two years later, nothing. Oh. The soul has not been brought into this process at all. The parents may have been ready. They may have been like, it makes sense. Logically, April, we just got a new house. We're 29. We wanted to have kids by the time we were 30. we We're, you know, maybe we'll have like two kids by the time we're 32. The soul has not been brought into this process at all. They have, they're, they're like, what are you doing? Trying two years? I'm not even ready for another, for another three years, right? So that technically infertility, but is it really infertility? It's just timing. The it's just the timing isn't right. No. Yeah, the timing isn't right. So then, three years later, when it is the right time, they're still trying. Maybe they're doing IVF at that point. They're able to conceive no problem, you know, or or maybe they can. They're they're like, oh, we gotta do IVF because we're we have infertility. And then they conceive naturally before the IVF cycle starts, right? Like I've seen that all the time. Mm-hmm. It just ha- happened to a client of mine. They were just just gotten all the IVF injections and she conceived naturally right before they were start to, about to start. So I think that there's actually... A great because there is this distinction between physical infertility. For sure, there's physical infer- infertility issues. You know there is. Their sperm counts are low, and you know like women's bodies are pumped with all these kinds of toxins and we're in, and hormones and all these sorts of things. And that should be a great area of focus and concern for any person who wants to conceive in the future. Of how can I support my future fertility and starting ten years in advance? Absolutely. But I also think that there are these spiritual things. Timing is a huge one. It's a huge one, and this is why I tell people you know, start the process of connecting and creating a relationship with the souls of your children well in advance so that when you're ready, you can have that first try experience Mm -hmm. because the timing is correct, you know, and they're ready and you're ready and all this kind of stuff. Um, I think that there is also that element of kind of like, um,
0: timing is a huge, it it really is big. It's probably, it's huge. Yeah. For soul contracts, especially like it, like the soul knows what it needs to be born in terms of like, the time, the astrology and all of that as well, not just the parents readiness as well. Totally. And I understand, you
1: know, I I really empathize with families because we're down here, you know, I mean, it's such an intricate process, like tracking a cycle and, you know, ovulation and tracking ovulation and all that. And, you know, or even when you, if people get into fertility treatments and then it's like, okay, you have to pump yourself with these hormones to do a transfer. And then you do a transfer and the transfer fails. Like, oh my God, it's devastating. It's devastating. Um,
0: physically taxing.
1: Even. Oh my God. Absolutely. And I, you know, I've supported lots of families going through that process. It is. And so timing is a big one. I also think, you know, there is that kind of element of, um, if we're talking more like, um, cause some people have like infertility straight where it's just like, they, have been trying to conceive for five years and they have not had a single pregnancy test positive pregnancy test some people have you know an experience of infertility where they've been trying to conceive for five years but they've had five miscarriages right so i think you know there is a distinction even in that as well um and i think that there's there's so many other we'll, we'll just leave it at t- time
0: let's leave it at timing isn't it no <laughs> yeah, but that makes sense right i yeah. think Um, especially to like, if you know, you're destined to have children, like, I mean, if you have the desire, it's meant for you, right. Like that's, that's kind of how I understand it. That makes so much sense, especially to like when you say like, okay, mom and dad prepared, but like, what am I just like left out in the cold? Like I definitely, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't know how my parents were connecting. I don't think they were really into this stuff, which is okay. Love them so much. But when I think of like, I want my babies to feel like they are already family before they technically enter it because that's the contract and I feel like it'd be so weird for your parents to just be like it's kind of like the way that they're showing it to me is like just picking up some random kid off the side of the street and being like okay I'm your mom and dad now like it just feels, right like oh, so uh, impersonal so that, impersonal yeah that, absolutely you know? so that yeah. makes sense connecting and allowing divine timing at, to be at play and I think yeah the, the physical physical hormonal health is so important when it comes so to important so so important health.
1: And, you know, one one more thing I'll add, I think that, you know, I think to, to just add this piece in as well of, you know, like, let's say our parents, like, you know, in the 80s or the 90s or the 70s or whatever, you know, why was it so easy for them? Well, I think that, I, there's a variety of different reasons. Again, like physical, it could be, it could have just been straight physical fertility. Our world wasn't as toxic as it is now. Oh, yeah. Our the world is so, so much more toxic um, now than it was then. But also I feel too personally that even though our parents may have not been the most conscious people, I do feel to some degree that they were less um. Like there was less information sickness where it's just like so much information all the time. They were not being as inundated with like information and media and social media and all this kind of stuff. Like it was a bit simpler then in a way, you know, truly like it was just like you maybe like throw on the the news, but there's not a lot, you know, like there wasn't as much Propaganda. propaganda, Exactly. And so I feel that because of that, along with some of the physical fertility issues that just, it was easier for, you know, a parent to to, or a family like in the 70s, 80s, 90s, or even before then to kind of be like, okay, you know, we're going to have a child and then we weren't even trying and we got pregnant, you know, it's just like, I feel like there were different energy dynamics happening at that time. And again, I really do believe that there is in one way or another, there is an agenda to, there. there is an awareness that these souls are coming in and there are, you know, forces that play on the planet that don't really want these souls to be here because they know what they're going to do. So that's another aspect of it. We You know, that's a whole other facet.
0: Oh yeah. My, my community is mostly well-versed in that. So I think they'll, they'll pick up on that, but yeah, Yeah. it is. And I mean, that's, That's why it's so important to like take control of your body and what you're putting into it and limiting your toxins and food preservatives and just eating whole foods and getting off hormonal birth control. You do you make your decisions, but my God. Yeah. It's
1: something to think about, you know, it's something to think about. It was not, I mean, when I was like 18, 19 going on hormonal birth control, I was not thinking about my future fertility. I was like,
0: I just don't want to get pregnant right now, you know, and. told that it was going to really F up our system. Like we were just told mm-hmm. to do this. It's going to help you when fine. it's actually not. And it's like one of the number one leading carcinogens for cervical cancer as well. Like it's just absolutely it's messed up. So yeah, there is, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of this and I don't know how I resonate with it, but I feel like because we have so much conscious power to manifest our lives and, you know, collective consciousness and the collective experience, I, I feel like this is true, but I just kind of want to get your professional opinion. Yeah. Do you believe, let's say, um, a couple is together; they're not using any active forms of birth control, except for maybe things that maybe aren't as effective, certain methods mm-hmm. that aren't as effective, um, nor hormone, no hormonal birth control. Do you think that if they both have the conscious intention that they do not want children, that they will not get pregnant? Yes. Or, okay, I was because then the energetics of the body is kind of creating like a blockage for. Totally. Men. Yep powerful oh my god just decide if you don't want to get pregnant guys just decide that you don't want to be pregnant and you yeah
1: and (laughs) and i do think i do think that my only addition to that would be that i think it takes quite a bit of um practice in terms of holding conscious intention for each party to be able to actually you know so people are gonna be like i just have to
0: think one time like i'm not gonna get pregnant you know yeah Yeah, yeah, practice, practice. Like, sure, there's no (laughs) flip ups in the moment of like, oh my god, I want to have a baby right now because right, might make one (laughs) exactly in the moment because it happens right. People are like, wow,
1: this is great, and you know, I could, we could totally do this, and then you're like, oh no, oh,
0: watch your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: yes, totally. I completely believe that, and I also have seen one thing. I will add is that I also have seen people in the last um couple. We're you know we're getting really out here there, out there here, but um. I also have seen people who are like, I got pregnant and there's absolutely no way that this could have happened. Like no way that I could have conceived. Like it's impossible.
0: All of the protection modes and everything.
1: Impossible. Impossible. Or I didn't even, I didn't even have any intercourse with any person. I didn't have any sperm anywhere near me. Right. So that is very, that's happening. Yes. (laughs) That's happening what yes and if you look you know i at first i was like how is that like how how does that work and i asked about it and i was led to a book um actually through somebody recommended this book to me it's called anna grandmother of jesus have you have
0: you read this book i haven't read it but i've heard briefly parts of the story so yes
1: so she talks about this concept and i mean at first i was like what do i think about this what do i how do i think about yeah. this and she talks about light conception light yeah. conception like light, con- light conceived children I'm um very often yes yeah. right right and that for some reason it's it's still incredibly rare but it is becoming possible for human beings to have light conception experiences where they're um light conceiving children
0: and this is yeah this is something i knew was happening in higher dimensional planetary systems where basically like um at least in the Pleiades, from what i remember it's women still who are um i mean women's are creators. So the divine feminine energy is creator. So it's more often a feminine energy that's going to be pregnant, at least in the higher dimensions. Um, yeah. and they can just like think themselves pregnant because they want to procreate. But often in that sense, it's kind of like, I'm not going to say clone. Cause that's not right either because it is its own. It's it's a soul. Um, but it's like a physical, like copycat of mom. Basically yeah. there's yeah. no yeah. genetic coding or structure. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard, heard of this oh, too how do we avoid that? How do I avoid that? on <laughs> Like conception, I'm like really not going to fuck with that. I think,
1: I think that it, it, it certainly, even if it doesn't, the person doesn't feel like it's a conscious thing that there has to be some sort of conscious participation. So, um, you know, like people aren't kind of like, I would like to like, and see, but maybe, you know, there's other factors. So I don't think if you are like a hard no for, I'm not how oh. you like inception, bro? No, um, God. then it won't. I don't think that it can have same, just the same as like when we were talking about conscious intention. If like, I don't, I, I don't want it's the same, right? Kind of principle applies here,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, I really got to be conscious of my words of like, I want children in the future, I don't want them. Like, <laughs> yes. like, thankfully, have the awareness of like, I know that my, I know that there's a father involved, so like, I know that with my yes. children, I know yes. that, but, like, God, that just freaks me out. So- <laughs> light conception. I can't believe that that's happening on earth though. What a beautiful expression of our collective consciousness on a, on a planetary level that that can even be a possibility here. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a true, it totally. And that's the first thing I thought is that is a true marker that we're ascending and how we're ascending. Holy. eh? Like we are a lot more dimensional than we would expect. And can tell you right now, the people having light pregnancies are in fifth dimensional frequency. Like they're not people that it's happening to no shade against our 3d, um, humans and everything, but wow. Oh my God. That I'm going to all night. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And read that book too. It was super interesting. I mean, it's a very long book, but there's so many little codes in there like there's just a lot especially around like new children and conception and things like that which i was not expecting i was like this is just a story about you know jesus's family basically and like you know no i was so wrong it's it there was so much information in there for me that was so validating of like the work that i'm doing now it's crazy
0: i'm so glad you yeah got- i'm gonna have to dive into and put it on audible so or something so good so good, yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to add to to everyone listening?
1: (sighs) I think I, (laughs) what I would add is for anybody who's listened to this conversation, this is what they're showing me is they're showing me that there perhaps is a part of, for your listeners, for your audience, that there's part of the conversation, it will probably be different parts of the conversation for different people, mm-hmm. but that have kind of like turned something on in your energy system. It's turned on an awareness, it's turned on an awareness of a possibility, it's turned on maybe some hope, it's turned on... um. I don't know, something they're kind of showing me like a little glowing kind of like orb that's growing bigger and bigger, and bigger, and bigger in people's hearts. Um, and just like, let that thing grow, you know, let the awareness grow, let the consciousness grow, let the hope grow, let the possibility grow for you, for your family, for your future children, for what's possible for planet earth, um, for what's possible for us as human beings while we're in these kind of human forms for what's possible for you as a soul. You know, I just feel like, um, I feel like that's what I want to add, or that's what I want to just end on, is that um, let the let whatever just planted in you um, a positive kind of thought form or idea or concept, let it continue to grow and take on a reality in your in your life in your world.
0: Um, yeah, that's what I want to add. That's that's what I want to end on. So divine, so beautiful. Thank you for that. And where. Thank you find you? I know you're opening up readings maybe for 2023, um, on your email. Yes. Um, so where can everyone find you?
1: Yes. So um I am on Instagram at Emily the Medium. I'm gonna keep that name for now, even though it's like, you know, I could change it, but it's still it still I'll, works. It's really
0: changes, don't worry. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'll still work. It still works. Um i want uh Instagram at Emily the Medium. That all my links are in my bio there, so you can join my newsletter and I put all events there. I have a spirit baby event coming up on Tuesday, January thirty first, twenty twenty three. So these are the sort of the group healing events that um just kind of help people, you know, know like the, all of the energetics basically about everything we just talked about. And, um, you know, it's frequency adjustment. We do energy healing to support the bodies of the parents that are going to hold these souls. Um, and we talk channeled messages from these souls and all that kind of stuff. So they're a great time. I've got um that one next one coming up in January. And my website's Emily the Medium. You can connect with um members of my team. So these are all students who have trained under me at some point and now are doing sort of some sort of intuitive service of the, their own. They're all very talented, talented practitioners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. I do have a podcast. It's called Emily the Medium. I'm not currently active on it, but there's a lot of
0: good um kind of backloaded content on there too so yeah i've listened to it so definitely check out all of emily's stuff thank you thank you so much for having this beautiful conscious conversation with me i i hope that it helps so many of you who are listening um, who are wanting children have children have children who have passed and as usual go be your divine self this week i love you you got this